Attention Cloud9 shoppers. Hello and welcome back to The Break Room, a Superstore podcast. Uh, my name is Jordan Wiegand and I have Aylan Roland with us today. Good morning. And Casey McGeorge. How's it going, everybody? Uh, it is going good. How was everybody's uh, season break, summer break? It was good. It went by too fast, as always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Break Room. You can catch us on Twitter at TBR Podcast. You can email us at thebreakroomss at gmail.com, facebook.com slash Superstore. I think I got that right. And we are going to be covering uh, Season 5, Episode 1, Cloud 9.0, which was directed and written by Jackie Clark and premiered on September 26th. Amy tries to help her employees cope with Mateo's ice detention and with the introduction of a new robot co-worker that makes them fear they all could be replaced. Uh, everybody's initial thoughts... I really liked it. I I mean, across the board, I thought it was a, you know, good episode, good start to the season. It was, um, I think, you know, in a lot of ways, exactly what they probably wanted to do at first to just, you know, come back fresh. But obviously there's not much, there's like no time jump, you know, it's pretty mm-hmm. much right after um, the finale and um, there were a lot of really funny bits uh, especially with the robot um, and you know um, some sentimental moments with Mateo which I you know expected so I was uh, kind of indifferent to this episode I didn't think it was a great start to the season it was okay I thought it was okay there were some parts that made me really laugh but then other parts that um, just kind of fell flat I think for me a bit how about you, Casey? It was a little up and down. Um, it, it was. It, it wasn't one of the better season premieres, mm-hmm. but it, it was. With the subject matter, it, it's kind of difficult to really, yeah. right? You know, have like it, this this huge season premiere. Um, obviously, it was very big anyway. But there were some things during this that really made me think about some other things uh, we'll, we'll get to that like I hadn't thought of until this episode or thought of okay. a little bit before this episode. Okay. There's really only kind of one story this whole episode. Um, well, two. There is the robot and and, and uh, Mateo, but they kind of intertwine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring in the the robot, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, With one which, yep. Yeah, I love the fact that they had, they had Amy thought well enough to say, let's put a name tag or tape over the name tag. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and then because someone asked, Dina just had to pull it off and, and love the fact that it was named Glenn. <laughs> she was so excited. And, and things like that are real. Like, not, not the aspect of trying to kill you and sleep with your wife, but... Um, yeah, they do have like the robot floor cleaners. They have the robots yeah. that look at scanned shelves and go around and do various other things. And Jonah had the little apprehension of, you know, like, so you want me to program this thing that is basically going to come and try and uh, replace us later? Like, right, right. So I kind of get that. 
Well, my favorite part of the robot thing, I think, was at the end when they're trying to kill it, and everybody starts chanting, kill Glenn, and Glenn has to, <laughs> <laughs> Glenn has to chime in and make sure he make, that everybody knows it's the robot that they're trying to kill and not him. Um, was uh, probably the highlight of the episode for me. Um, uh, I also just like how Jonah got kind of like the... He was kind of like the parent of the robot. He didn't want any harm to come to the robot initially. Yeah. Um, and would kind of protect it a bit. So, I did like that it got back up because I would have been kind of disappointed if it was just the one episode after it being on the poster and everything for this season. Um, and it wasn't a, a high fall anyway, so I didn't, didn't think it would just die anyway. I just liked that it kind of pulled itself up and just kept going. Well, because that thing, it's so uh, big, you know, it just, like, righted itself back up and walked right. away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, based on, I mean, and based on the, the amount of uh, money that, you know, a corporate's going to spend on that, yeah, they're going to mm-hmm. make sure it's fairly sturdy. Um, you know, I had, like, something that, that in case it does tip over uh, to help it right itself back up, because I'm sure it's not light. You know, I'm sure it's yeah. fairly heavy. It was pretty funny, kind of like in a funny way reminds me of, you know, in in scary movies where you shoot or whatever, you try to kill, you know, the villain. And then, of course, they never die. So oh, yeah. they, they kind of uh, made me laugh thinking of, of it in that way, because then they're just staring at it in shock, like, it didn't die. We didn't kill yeah, it. It gets back up. <laughs> it gets back up and keeps going. Yeah. It, there should have been some ominous music with it. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. Why do I have the feeling as well that that robot probably has a camera or something that's being fed back to corporate as well? Oh, so you thought that too? I think it does have a camera at the top um, of the of the thing there, and I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, corporate's able to just watch that whenever they feel. Mm-hmm. Well, especially with the the union thing and mm-hmm. you know some other stuff going on. Yeah, like I, I just I don't know something. Yeah. Like, th- I think that robot's going to definitely play it, obviously because it's on the poster, it's going to play a big part this season. But I definitely think there's going to be more involved with it. Right. That would be uh, that would be a pretty good storyline, I think, to have, um, you know, to have them. Keeping an eye on them. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with all the union stuff. Yeah. yeah, to try and figure out, like, who's who's the ringleader, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Because from the sound of it, and I'm sure we'll get into it more, but, you know, you were saying with corporate and the union talk, but just from that phone call alone that we saw them talking to Amy about it, I mean, it seems like they maybe call fairly often, if not maybe every other day or something, you know, to talk to her about that, maybe, mm-hmm. um, so. True. Uh, not only that, but you know they're, they're they're calling on a regular basis, trying to figure out what's going on, and at least my thought is uh, they put you know something like that. You don't. It's hard to roll out probably at every single store at once, right? Especially with the robots. Usually something like that. They have to. It's a slow rollout, and right, certain right. stores get them, and they have to move it along because of price and you know blah blah blah. Why would you send it to a store you almost closed initially? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless these so, had been rolled out at other stores and we and it's just now getting to here. Yeah, it, I guess we don't know. It's possible. Yeah. We, we don't know what else is going on in the Cloud9 world, but... Right. 
just I don't know. I, I just I don't know anything. I haven't read any spoilers. I just have this ominous feeling that that robot is up to other purposes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked at anything either. So other than um, trying to kill Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sleep with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess we can move on to um, the meat of the episode, which is the Mateo storyline. starts with the cold open. Uh, now, the cold open, I thought, was... Uh, uh, well, I was kind of indifferent to it until the very end, when they all pick the Bagel Bite theme song to... <laughs> the Bagel Bites <laughs> jingle to sing. Yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, Lauren... Ash definitely killed, you know, yes. Dina. Yeah. Yes. She has a good voice, definitely. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, I, yeah, I think she said she was on Kelly Clarkson's show and, and, uh, or she was on something and one, uh, an actual singer told her she had a good voice, so she was very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of course, Marcus comes up with a, you know, a grill and, I think he said he bought hamburgers yeah. and who else bought a bunch of stuff and yeah because you know. he only had the patties he didn't have the buns the yeah. condiments or anything else. but in all fairness like yeah if you're gonna you know if there's something like that going on yeah you only bring off so you only bring, you don't bring everything everyone else is supposed to bring other stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he's kind of right in that point but he's also like eight hundred thousand dollars in debt so I probably wouldn't expect Marcus to be bringing anything at all um right yeah it's true uh so okay so we got that we find out that amy's been going to visit mateo um quite a bit Mm -hmm. um and at some point we find out that cheyenne hasn't went to visit him yet yeah gone to visit him yeah she hasn't been to visit him yet and I thought this was a really good touch on her character. We had talked before mm-hmm. yeah. that yeah. her character was getting kind of really mean, and um, a lot of people didn't like where her character was going last year, um, going into the season. And we also kind of forget Cheyenne is, what, 20 years old? Around that. Yeah. yeah. 19, 20 years old, you know. Um for all intents and purposes, she's kind of still a kid. Um, yeah. I mean, this is no knock on her. I, I wasn't, a, you know, yes, I was of legal age, but I wasn't an adult at 19 or 20 years old. I still did stupid things. I still don't know how to handle things. Um, so she's still, she's still growing. She's still kind of getting into herself. And she's still kind of a kid. Um, so now her best friend has been, uh, you know, taken away. Um, she's having trouble dealing with it. And I thought that was probably one of the more realer aspects of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, is the fact that not everybody's going to deal with it in diff- in the same way. And it's going to be difficult for some people to deal with to see uh, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, yeah, there's going to be some people who absolutely... Uh, won't want just like if someone goes to prison or anything like that or in the hospital for their own reasons they're not going to want to go and visit them um, 
And that's the, you know, they have their reasonings for it, and there's nothing wrong with that. They, they have to find a way to deal with that on their own. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that it. Amy realized after looking through the tapes that Mateo had put the display together, and that's kind of why Cheyenne was mm-hmm. going crazy about the display that she didn't want anybody to touch. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you work in a store and your object is to sell merchandise that you put on display. Right. Um, (laughs) And I thought Amy dealt with that in the best way possible. Um, Yeah, it was definitely nice to see those two, um, you know, kind of back in the swing of things with, uh, you know, just that nice relationship they kind of had from from the start, like slightly mother-daughter, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since we kind of seen that yeah, side of Yeah, it's been a long time, yeah. <laughs> and I had also forgotten until they were going up to the detention center that Cheyenne had had to go see her mother in jail before, and that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. didn't help anything. Um, mm-hmm. I had completely forgotten about that until she had mentioned it, so... Yeah. Um, so, I mean... Regardless of the fact we we didn't like where her character was going, but her character showed a lot of real traits and a lot of there was a lot of realness in that aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and like you said, it was, you know, perfectly, you know, within what you might expect with her character too. Like you said, because she is so young, um, we certainly saw, you know, the differences and how everyone's sort of coping with Mateo's situation because we saw some of it from Dina, you know, as well. And she was more of the um, other end of things, you know, that she's, like, beating herself up about, you know, trying to get him out. I should have been able to get him out. And so everybody's, Mm -hmm. you know, um, mindset and where they're at is is perfectly kind of, you know, within what you might expect from their character. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting with um, with the way Dina was reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, p- kind of putting the blame on herself, even though I'm sure uh, she knew that, you know, there's no escape. Uh, you yeah. know, she was leading them through everything, and, and they just had so many agents. There, there's really nowhere mm-hmm. to go. Um, it was and, just uh, interesting yeah. seeing how Garrett was, you know, ironically, since she's still very mad at him because of the bird mm-hmm. thing, but that it ended up pretty much being him, really, who told her, like, no, you know, you can't beat yourself up about it. Um, it's not your fault. <laughs> like, he wasn't going to get out, you know. Right, and and uh, they were all going to try breaking him out. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marcus, oh and uh, they were going to go through the sewer. They're all dressed as Mateo. Um, so we have four Mateos now? <laughs> and then when both Dina and Garrett leave, Marcus, with the, we have two Mateos that just might work. <laughs> and the clam uh, chowder and the, oh, yes. my God. Oh, my God. I'm really curious when, you know, right after that scene ended, I was sitting there and I was like, God, I wonder what that really was, um, you know, that he was sitting in. <laughs> just curious yeah 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 whatever they made backstage to, to yeah. make it look disgusting yeah it looked yeah. disgusting for sure 
<laughs> and apparently smell horrible. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's here's uh, some thoughts that I had had. Um, a couple, one thought that I had, and then it kind of balled together with uh, some other thoughts this episode. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, it, it took me a couple of, uh, at one point, I was wondering, like, um, okay, so we, a lot, one thing that if you read or hear, I don't know how accurate it is about undocumented people in the country is they kind of have to live off of the grid, right? Um, because they're not, you know, they don't have documentation, so they don't have social security numbers, they don't have all this mm-hmm. other information, or they're using other stuff. So they, they, they kind of live off the grid. They have to kind of uh, work under the table, you know, um, and they they... They, they live in they don't live in these best conditions because they can't rent an apartment so on and so forth right um, so I started thinking I started wondering the other day like how and, and then it, it combined with when Carol went to pick up her paycheck a lot of other things clicked in like there's things we take for granted um, that we do on a regular basis um, that Mateo might not be able to but how was Mateo able to survive in this world being undocumented? So he had an apartment, right, that Marcus is now living in, which that place is going to be destroyed by the time <laughs> Marcus is done. Um, I hope yeah. he's still not pooping in the shower and stamping it down with his foot. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, okay, and, so Marcus is out. <laughs> Marcus is no longer living in, the, in the, the basement of the store, and he's living in Mateo's apartment, right? But how did Mateo get an apartment? Um, right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you've lived in apartments before, Jordan, but you have a house now. Aiden, you just moved. Um, you kind of have to provide, like, ID, and you have to get a credit check, at least most places. Uh, um, yeah, most. Yeah. I, I didn't have I, to. I, but. I, I, I don't, well, it, wow, what do you got going on there? No credit check. Um, uh, well, I... I'm friends with the guy who, yeah, he's like a good okay. old family. Okay, but uh, in any place you previously rented, yeah, it, it, but and that's that's the exception, not the norm. Yeah. Any pre- previous place you 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 rented, you have to you know get a credit check and everything. Yeah. Same thing with Definitely. me. Definitely. Um, how was Mateo able to do that? Yeah. Um, and, and this is not to knock the show, but this is like I'm just curious as, as how he was actually living excuse me, in this world. Um, Carol went to go pick up her paycheck, and then we find out that she's okay with uh, Jerry and Sandra's wedding and gave a creepy smile. So um, that's that's going to be interesting down the road. But the fact that she went to pick up her paycheck, right? How was Mateo getting paid? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like... Well, he had the wrong... Didn't he have a fake social he was using through them? Yeah, because Glenn's not going to pay him under the table. Glenn, A, probably wouldn't be able to pay him under the table. Glenn probably wouldn't want to pay him under the table, right? Um, But then at the same time, like... So he find out it was for, like, a 60-year-old Polish lady or something from upstate New York (laughs) or something like that. Um, I don't know if that was the social security number that Mateo had that he was using, but 
with taxes like you see what I'm saying that there's there's all these mm-hmm. things that I you we take for granted um, that we do just part of normal life that an undocumented person is not able to do but it's kind of a necessary part of living so I was just curious as to like yeah. how is Mateo surviving in this world um, under those circumstances um and I was just really curious because it was, it was like it all hit me at once. Like, how is this? How is how is this going on? Um, no, you're right. I mean, I, um, I I think I've thought that a while back when um, I don't know if it was the beginning of last season or maybe even the one before, but just whenever they kind of started talking about you know Mateo's status, I was. You know, like, how is he, um, how did, you know, again, like, how did he get the job? How did he actually, but I guess, like you said, this goes back to him using that other social security number. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so I guess that that just explains it, I guess. Well, I'll tell you what the real answer is, is that they probably didn't plan on him being undocumented until later. Yeah. (laughs) And then now they have to kind of uh, just kind of live with whatever they uh, Mm-hmm. choices they make because he didn't even know he was undocumented right so right. that that's another hiccup there because you think with how many times you get asked for stuff like your social or mm-hmm. or stuff like that and, and just, he said his grandmother told him socials are mm-hmm. something that, i forget what he says but it's you know um, you don't just uh get them at the store like yeah 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 green card yeah right right you go to the green card store where you get dvds and stuff from right but like okay so even renting the apartment like so they have to run a credit check they need a social security number and i'm sure as they're sitting there like olga helinski hypothetically let's say this 60 year old polish lady's name that i just made up is you can probably look at that and see that olga helinski is not sitting in front of you yeah um, and, and like I said, I'm not knocking the, the writers or the, or the story, but I, like it was just something I thought right. of because like I said, you read, you hear that a lot of them have to live in, you know, these different states or they have to live in these, these conditions because they have to live off the grid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just kind of curious, was Mateo living like that under those circumstances or yeah. but then like as soon as Carol showed her paycheck that just clicked another thing like well how was how was he able to get a paycheck what was what was going on um right well and that's it too because the difference is is that you know he's working at this corporate big box store this retailer you know it's not so he has to you know it's it's going to be formal in that way that he gets paid it's not like he's working at some tiny little like let's say restaurant or a diner where maybe the owner will just be like yeah sure i'll just pay you cash you know right the table like that's so different you know where if he had a job like that you could probably have that you know done that way yeah but yeah anything else about this storyline or this part of the episode so when when uh he was talking to cheyenne um, I also thought uh, Nico Santos did a great job acting this out. Um, talking about his his uh, time inside the detention center. It was cold. You know, there was never enough blankets. Uh, and apparently that was supposed to be one of the nicer facilities that they were at. Um, 
there's probably a lot of mistreatment going on in there. They talked about how, uh, how every, you know, apparently the guards thought everybody there was of Hispanic descent, so they're speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't understand what they're trying to tell him sometimes. Um, and then there's probably just a lot of internal politics between uh, the people being detained in there and everything else. Um, so I, I thought he did a really fantastic job. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In that, because I can't imagine that's easy to deal with or anything. No, that's mm-hmm. some deep stuff to be working with when you're usually on a comedy. So um, exactly, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that was probably tough for him to. Uh, I mean, he's he's good. You know, he's a really great actor. So I think it may not have been tough for him because he's he's good. But I'm just saying, like t- tough of you know. Uh, switch into that mindset sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I liked uh, what they were I like the way, talking right, about. I, right, I like the way Cheyenne, like, you know, brought up some, you know, kind of after it got dark like that, I think, is when she brought up how she, you know, does he want to hear about how mm-hmm. people are dressing and, you know, she kind of yeah. knew how to get him to calm down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, how to get him to relax a little bit and just and yeah. Um, but remember, and, I, and and it was another thing I hadn't thought of. She had, you know, she had to go see her mom in prison a lot or in jail mm-hmm. a lot. So, right. um, unfortunately, she has a lot of experience with something like that. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, like taking a picture of Amy for showing how people are dressed. And oh my yeah. god, I loved that. There's nothing wrong with that outfit. I know. I happen to think she's looking adorable in her little business wear. Yeah. But we're we're also not Cheyenne and Mateo. Yeah, true. We're we're not Chateo, so (laughs) you know. Um you know, and I like the fact she tried to slip it in and Amy caught it. Like, wait, wait, what what why are you taking that picture? what's going on here? Right. Um, I, I also like I like the fact that they were trying to get they tried to slickly get Cheyenne to go. Um, yeah. Amy's yeah. just like trying to tell Sandra, like, come on, you know, just just spit it out, you know. Um, and then of course Justine comes in and ruins it, and Amy's just like, screw it, Plan B. <laughs> she just grabs her, <laughs> picks her up. Which was great. That was great. And speaking of Sandra, just I have to. I mean, um, because I can't remember. It, when exactly it was announced, but Coleco Sandra yes. is a regular now. It's exciting. Yep. It was announced on May twenty second. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for this season, she's a series regular now. And she was she was actually part of the Comic Con panel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is it's it's up on YouTube the whole forty nine or forty five minute panel or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I'm so Obviously, happy about that. You know, just because uh, she was already in it a lot, <laughs> uh, Sandra. You know, so making her regular. Damn it, just Sandra! Seems... We can't read. We just adjourned. We can't rejourn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She didn't get to tell like uh, anybody except for uh, Carol, who overheard her talking to the customer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Carol with that creepy smile, like you said. Mm-hmm. My God. It's just like, ugh, what is she planning on doing to them this season? <laughs> it's 
sweet Jeebus. You never know with Carol. Like, that's yeah. just... She's got crazy in her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is she really gonna... Like, I mean, I'm already excited about, like, I don't know when a potential wedding will happen this season, but I'm already thinking about what Carol might do at the wedding. I think it'd be good to build it up to the finale. Uh, yeah. I, I think that'd be good. Maybe mid-season finale, I guess. But uh, I think finale would be really good because you can have all those plots going mm-hmm. with Carol and her and Jerry. and I, I don't know if Jerry and Sandra if a Jerry and Sandra wedding would be a season finale. Right, because it's not a big deal. Yeah, and and this is no knock on them. I don't think they're big enough characters. I could see maybe the mid-season finale. But what if, what if it is the season finale, right? It's not built up to be this big thing for Sandra and Jerry, but it makes Amy and Jonah rethink if they, you know, when they want to get married. Mm Mm-hmm. Then that can be the driving plot that you, you have that big thing yeah. in the finale then, which is them deciding to get married or, or whatever, uh, yeah. and it's still a big thing for the finale, but it's based off of somebody else's decision or you know somebody's mm-hmm. wedding that they're at currently. Yeah, yeah. You pretty much just read my mind with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we can get into the ratings for this episode uh which were i think down from last season uh but this is a 0.8 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic 2.86 viewers in millions um so that is a low number thursday night as a whole for nbc was actually pretty low there are two new comedies that started sunnyside and um uh what was the other one uh, Perfect Harmony did not get off to good starts at all. Uh, they are probably going to get canceled after just a few episodes here coming up. And, uh, yeah, Superstore and Good Place were the ones holding down the fort on, on yeah. those. Um, I think a lot of Thursday nights was down because I saw Young Sheldon had its lowest rating ever. Right, well, uh, Thursday um, Night Football returned to broadcast TV. It was on... NFL Network for the first few weeks, and yeah. this week it was on Fox. So and it and it had two te- te- two teams that had some of the biggest followings out there with Eagles and Packers, uh, the, right? Yeah, the Packers and Eagles. So th- those two teams have huge followings around the country. Um, so that that may have had something to do with it. Um, it may not have had that much because I think we're just in a little bit different of a place where people yeah. just aren't necessarily they'll watch it later. Sing- yeah, like yeah. I, I'd be interested to see what their ratings for like, you know, mm-hmm. their three day viewing ratings or whatever, you know, right. Hulu and everything. Right. But I just a lot of people aren't, you know, TV isn't something people sit down and and watch together yeah. anymore. You know, I watched it live, but you know, if it's against a sporting event, if the person likes sports, they're gonna watch that because that's live. Uh, yeah. It's happening right then. While then right after the game, you can just turn on Superstore or the next morning or, you know, when you get home from work the next day. Uh, Because, I mean, what I used to do is I used to come home from work on Fridays, and we always get pizza on Fridays for dinner. And I would sit down and watch Superstore um, and Good Place, which was, it it was like a nice Friday tradition for me for Mm -hmm. a bit. Um, So how often would you say you've seen it live? 
Superstore? Uh, yeah. Not not very often. Just even when I had, even when like I had actual cable and not just an mm-hmm. antenna, um, it's just easier to breeze through the commercials and have a short twenty-two minute episode instead of waiting thirty minutes. You know, having a thirty-minute block. And I, I think the commercials really take you out of the feel of the show at times. That's so funny um, you say that. Uh, yeah, so it was it was just like, you know, you you get going on the episode and then it's up oh, commercial. And then uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know these shows mm. that are on NBC and stuff are built to have those commercial breaks and stuff and they usually work, but it it just can take you out of the feel of of and being see, in the superstore universe. I, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it really is the cuz I don't know any differently, so I'm just so used to the commercials that that's interesting yeah that you say that i guess i could kind of see that though with a sitcom i I haven't had cable or anything since like 2006 um and honestly there's there's not a lot right now that's actual like appointment viewing um right back in the day Mm -hmm. I mean, I like this reference. There was the Cosby show and, like, Cheers and stuff. Yeah. Um, Friends and Seinfeld. Um, the Office somewhat, I guess, more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had maybe some of your AMC and HBO dramas, your your Walking Dead, your uh, yeah. um, Breaking Bad. Um, what's the... Game what's of a, Thrones. Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones, stuff like that. Yeah. Where, yeah, where like people had to be there to watch it that day because mm-hmm. everybody right. was talking about it. But as far as um, sitcoms or, or television stuff, there's not a lot going on today that you have to make appointment viewing. Where it's like, oh man, we need to hurry up. I have to get home because yeah. such and such is coming on. Um, between the event. The, the advantage of technology of being able to record it and watch it on demand and there's just not a lot that makes people want to do that anymore outside mm-hmm. of those you know special ones that are I mean they were paying what a million or a couple million dollars an episode for Game of Thrones just for you know right. yeah uh, like the budget per episode or something like that so Probably. well the thing is too if, if Friends and Seinfeld wouldn't be appointment viewing today either because Yes, they were they're, they're good comedies, but the the reason why they were appointment viewing is because if you didn't get home and and see it, you weren't seeing it again until syndication. There wasn't an yeah. option for you to go on Hulu or pull up mm-hmm. on demand and just watch mm-hmm. uh, the episode that you had just missed. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, you either I have to set the VCR, or because <laughs> uh, yeah. I used to have to do that too. Set the VCR, you know, if I know mm-hmm. we're going out that night to like the store, I'd be like. Oh, me and my dad would be like, well, we got to set the sh- VCR for our shows tonight. And then yeah. we would watch them later. Um, just a totally different time we're living in. Kids today will yeah. never know. <laughs> no, they won't. No. They I remember I missed the first few minutes of a Lost episode because I was coming back from somewhere and I was just like <laughs> trying to book it home. Oh, you know? I was, oh, yeah. I was the same way with certain shows. I mean, and... That's what streaming is like. It's amazing what it what it's done, and you know the um, convenience of it. But it is basically what's killing regular broadcast ratings. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was gonna say I think the whole streaming and Netflix thing just kind of ruined, not necessarily ruined, but it basically ruined that model because 
Um, a lot of things are just so binge-worthy now, and with a lot of things you can just binge mm-hmm. a whole season, you know. Um, yeah. It makes it easier for people to watch it as they want instead of having to wait every Monday. Make sure you're here every Monday or Thursday at 8 o'clock. And like mm-hmm. you said, having to, to worry about, you know, making sure you're home or, or making sure your DVR is set and, and everything else. Yep. I think one of the only reasons I end up watching it live is, um, you know, for, for if I can anyway, which I usually can, but it's also because I, uh, even though I could literally watch it like the next day on Hulu, um, I just have a hard time staying off of like Twitter or social media. And yeah. Superstore is not even a obviously hugely plot driven show. It's more character driven, obviously, or something. But I still will end up reading stuff and spoiling it for myself if I haven't seen it yet and I really don't like to do that um, but I will do it I just can't stay off of it so um, <laughs> that's one of the only reasons I also do for the most part um, watch it live so yeah so I guess before we go over next week's episode uh uh, some sad summaries. news. Yeah, syno- synopsis. Uh, I guess, I, you know, the news just broke on Friday that Linda Porter, who played Myrtle, had passed away um, on so September sad. 25th. Um, and they said that uh, she had passed away due to cancer, actually. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so she was 86 years old. Um and I guess if anybody wants to say their favorite Myrtle moment, uh, just in kind of honor of, of yeah. Myrtle, I don't know if we're going to get her at all this season. I don't know if she's filmed something before this. Uh, I don't yeah. think anybody knows that is not a Superstore uh, production person. But, um, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll start with uh, Casey. What is your favorite Myrtle moment? I don't necessarily have a favorite moment. I just, the fact that she would just let slip these little racist things that <laughs> she didn't believe were racist to her, her character. Um, and it, like, as you, as you sit there and listen to him, you're just like, did this lady just, but you know, her character was from such a different time and, um, she was a horrible worker, but she was a big part of the show at times. Um, mm-hmm. And she's definitely going to be missed. Uh, if you look at a lot of what the cast members said, um, everybody enjoyed being around her. She, they said she was always smiling. Um, so hopefully maybe she's in, a, in an episode or two before um, she's got an episode, episode or two in the can that she might have already done, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll see if they actually uh, kind of put her death in the um, season in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was wondering that, too, if they'll do that. But. Right. And, um, yeah, I guess, Aylin, what was your favorite uh, Myrtle moment? Um, gosh. I don't know if it's just because it is maybe somewhat more recent, but in that episode where Jonah and Amy are sitting outside talking about moving in, and then right after that, Myrtle comes out and says, um, it, 
uh, hey, the white people are going for wings. Are you coming? Yeah. <laughs> to Jonah. <laughs> and just the fact that it was also like Amy had no clue what was going on. And Jonah is just like, I have no idea what that was. Um, I really liked that. So. <laughs> I would say mine was probably, I really liked the moment where uh, she you know, with the truck, with the big 18-wheeler oh, yeah. that she always wanted to drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just think <laughs> she really re- she really starred in that episode. Or, you know, another good one is her with the, uh, the uh, in the Olympic Games episode, too. Um, oh, yeah. Carrying the torch. toilet paper and things on fire. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we will all miss Myrtle dearly um, and Linda yes. Porter. It was just so shocking. I just read that and I was, I was shocked. Yeah, yeah I was still yeah. at work when you guys texted me, and I like yeah. I had to look it up afterwards. I was like, wow, that's. Yeah, I was just scrolling through Twitter, I think, and somebody yeah. posted it. So. Yeah, that's how I saw it, and then like all the cast started mm-hmm. posting shortly thereafter. Yeah, I saw one from Ben, which was really sweet, and mm-hmm. Mark McKinney. Yeah. If they do a Simpsons like thing i'm i'm gonna lose it i'm gonna cry like when uh the the lady who played miss krabappel had passed away mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. bart does i still watch the simpsons every week even though it's not a, as great as it used to be you know and he has this blackboard scene and when when her cat when the lady who played miss krabappel passed away it had bart sad and it just said we'll miss you mrs k so mm-hmm. uh, yeah i didn't see that part yeah i mean and they always retire the characters too on the simpsons if if something happens, uh, you know, like when Phil Hartman passed away and no more Troy McClure and all of his. Ah, oh, Troy McClure is so awesome. I love that guy. Yes, Troy McClure is great. Phil Hartman was great. Um, so I guess yeah, we'll go over next week's episode is called Testimonials. Uh, and Amy attempts to gather glowing character testimony for Mateo's immigration lawyer, but comes up short. Jonah plans an engagement party for Sandra, infuriating Dina, while Glenn and Marcus compete for Mateo's old locker. That's going to be good. <laughs> Why would Glenn and Marcus have to compete for his old locker? What's so special about his locker, you think? Okay, so I know, but they have already on Twitter put out some sneak peeks for next oh, week's okay. episode. So I won't tell you if you don't want to know, but yeah. They, they well, expl- I, it, well, it explains why pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. As long as it's explained and not just like, Glenn, you were the manager. You don't even have a locker yeah. set aside for you when you step down. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's a pretty, like, actually, I don't want to say silly, but it's just kind of a pretty simple reason why they want okay. it. Yeah. I can just imagine found a way to make, like, a double or triple locker or something. Yeah, something <laughs> like that is what I'm thinking. I, so... This was something I thought of um, after I read this, too. I was like, okay. Um, I don't have any hate for him this episode, but everybody knows I hate Mateo, right? <laughs> like, not this episode. I have no, no, no hatred toward Mateo. And I'm thinking, okay, so if they need a character witness, and I'm sitting there and I have to work with this guy, and Amy says, hey, you know, we need, we need people to say nice things, uh, possibly at his trial. What could anybody say nice about Mateo? (laughs) 
No, I, I, I understand, uh, Casey, because yeah. I, he has not been good to the people of Cloud9, yeah. um, where they will... I, I'm sure they all want him back, but when when you have to tell a lawyer, you know, character witnessing, they're probably what it which it probably means is that Amy says, "Hey, have to go to a deposition or a trial mm-hmm. to say, right. you know, hey, this 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 is a he's a good person. These yeah. are the reasons why." Right, and, and another issue with that though too is if Amy says, "Hey, you guys want to say anything nice about Mateo?" You know, like we need to think of ways for character witnesses, and then they're like, "Yeah, we'll do it," and then they sit there and think like. Huh? Like, yeah. what can I say? That's good, you know. Because this guy was a horrible human being. Yeah. Yeah. But he dresses well. Yeah. There you That's go. That's honestly yeah. probably about it. But like, remember, he sent nine people to the freezer. Um, yeah. One episode, he, he turned into a tyrant when he was trying to be the floor supervisor, and then put up his own picture, which in turn got him caught. Um, Pretty much puts everybody he, down. Right. He made fun of Amy when she was pregnant about her. Uh, costume during Halloween, and the child's um, name, and the child's yes. name. They always want to change the child's name too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. once again, like I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, yeah, you're the only person who would probably have anything nice to say about him might be Cheyenne. And in yeah. all fairness, it probably wouldn't be that nice because she would probably just come back to those things, which in turn would turn him into not such a great person. Right, because Cheyenne's not a great person. <laughs> That's just why they get along. They're friends. Right. Yeah. They're snarky. Yeah. Yeah, so it is interesting. I, I think, I mean, I don't even know if Amy has that much to say nicely about Mateo, as much as she wants to help. Mm-hmm. Um well, I mean, here's the thing. I know we got four seasons to think of real quick. Name one nice thing he has done for anyone that we can think of. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, everybody's going to look back and be like, uh... Well, I will say this. It doesn't quite go in the like vein of him doing something nice for someone, like a specific thing. But I do feel like, in the beginning anyway... When he and Jeff were dating, I feel like he made Mateo a little softer, slightly. Mm-hmm. Je- mm-hmm. Jeff did. And I don't know if that's just because it was Jeff specifically or because that's just Mateo in a relationship. Um, yeah, he's but, not cynical, maybe. Yeah, just in terms of his the tone of his personality was a little softer, I thought. But hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But, you know, there's no Jeff around anymore, nope. really. So. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe <laughs> that he'll be a character witness. Um, mm. It doesn't say anything in here about that. But, uh, <laughs> but maybe eventually when we get to that kind of stuff, you know, Jeff would be a really good one to, to call on to, I think. That's true. Um, he has to, I still think he has to make up for what he did, uh, you know, for Myrtle, uh, against Myrtle. Yeah. <coughs> As much as Casey says that was resolved, I, I, I mean, it, it was in a sense of I think yeah. they think they resolved it, but I mean, just coming back to help Mateo, who he liked, I still don't think was a right. enough of a you know he pretty much got rid of Myrtle just because she was old, and not he that he did that, but he yeah. let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but any, it wasn't even the fact that he let it happen; it was more the fact that as soon as. Uh, as soon as they offered him a job again, he kind of jumped at the yeah. chance yeah. and kind of, mm-hmm. 
you know, it just showed that he had his own self-interest of, ahead mm-hmm. of that, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah. But does anybody have anything else about this episode or thoughts of the next episode before we get out of here? Um, I have one fun little thing. I don't know if you guys noticed yeah. because I actually didn't notice it right away until someone screen capped it on Twitter. But um, Ben uh, Feldman is a producer now on the show. Oh, yeah. and that usually kicks in around, you know, uh, sometimes in contracts they have that kick in around season five mm-hmm. for some of the people that have been on the show for a bit. Yeah, so. which, of course, you know, America has been from the beginning. But, right, yeah, right. I thought that was cool that he's he's doing, um, you know, that now within the show as yeah, well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So just kind of nice to see, you know, that. And, again, I don't know how much of – of them being involved that way, you know, means that they have any sort of say or opinion more so on storylines or such as, but it's possible, you know. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> All right, I guess that kind of wraps us up here. So, yeah, so uh, we will cover next week. We'll cover this testimonials episode. So I guess we'll see you next week. Thank you for shopping at your Cloud9 Supercell. Music provided by bensound.com. <laughs>